I dreamed of traveling the long road, singing my songs to that distant stranger. Yes, I know it's sad for you, but it's something I got to do. And I will be coming home, back to the mountains, back to being free from all there is to be. Coming home to live and the life I once knew. Hello, everyone. And welcome to Bedtime Bible Boys with Brock, Trey, and Theron TJ. Thanks Thanks for for listening. We love you, Mom. And you too, Gail. Tonight, we are in Matthew chapter 6, or sorry, in chapter 5, Jesus challenged us with quite a few things that we came to the conclusion of, a lot of which only he is capable of. And he finished it in verse 48, which sort of seals the deal for us, which said, be perfect therefore as your heavenly father is perfect. That's right. In summary means, be as perfect as God. God. Be as perfect as God. Brock, can you be as perfect as God? No. No. So he follows it into verse into chapter 6. And in verse 1, Jesus says, Be careful not to do your acts of righteousness before men to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets, to be honored by men. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. So Brock, what's the message? Um, don't do what bad people do when they do it. But if you need help, if somebody needs help, you can help them. But don't um, let somebody else know about it but God. Basically what he's saying here is... Do the right thing when nobody's watching. Okay? We're not doing the right thing just to do the right thing just to impress people. Right? Now, it's totally okay to be happy that you made somebody proud. It's totally okay to be satisfied when your parents look at you and say, good job. That's okay to be satisfied with that. Right? But if that is the basis for your relationship with your Heavenly Father, then at some point... You were going to grow up and figure out, I really don't have a relationship with my father. I just have a relationship with making my parents proud. Does that make sense? And Okay. And we really want to have a relationship with him. But when we do any act of righteousness or anything, and it has to do with our relationship with the father, if our first instinct is, who can I impress by telling him this? then our instincts are wrong. We're not doing it for the right reasons. Okay, that's what Jesus is talking about. And what Jesus was really dealing with in his time 
was Pharisees. The, the, the Pharisees, that's all they were interested in, was doing things that looked righteous to everybody else and making sure that everybody else noticed them, right? But, God, but Jesus said, but your hearts are far from the Father, right? You, you, you talk and you show like you're righteous for the Father, but you're really just righteous so that way you'll impress other people. And that's what Jesus was, was teaching against. And he continues on in verse 5. He says, And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by men. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Most people don't pray in front of others. Actually, I think we probably suffer more from the opposite, which is people are embarrassed to pray in front of other people. And you shouldn't be embarrassed to pray in front of other people, right? That doesn't mean you're doing it like you shouldn't do it out of pride, saying, oh, I'm just proud and I want everybody else to hear me pray and see how good of a prayer I am and, and pray in such a way that I'm saying things to impress other people. It's good to have reverence for the Father, but a lot of times, I mean, you guys hear me pray a lot. A lot of times, or what it's become is more just a conversation, It, you know, just unloading the heart. And like, if I was unloading my heart to one of you, I wouldn't try and use such fancy words. I'll put it that way. You know what I mean? I would just speak to you. It, it wouldn't be with quite the level of respect as I would for the creator of the universe, but I would just speak to you. And I've tried to take that into how we communicate with the Lord. But I don't think we struggle so much with praying on the street corners. Have you guys ever had the urge to go pray on the street corner? Yeah. No. Have you really ever seen many people praying on the street corner? No. I have, but it's rare. I mean, it is rare, right? And God says, don't do that. He says, you're not trying to do it for attention. He doesn't want you to, you know, pray at night and then have to feel like you need to wake up and go tell your parents, oh, I prayed last night, which is good. We would totally be proud of you. But then at some point, if that's your reward, you're doing it for us and not him, right? And that's what the Lord was talking about uh, protecting against. And he said, and when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them. For your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. This, then, is how you should pray. Okay. I think I know the first part. Okay, what do you think? I think it's, Our Heavenly Father, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us of our trespasses. Sins, trespasses, deaths, yes. As we forgive those who have wronged us. That's right. Sinned against us. Right? Trespassed against us. And Lord, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the devil, the evil one. So the Lord gave us this template of prayer. One reason he didn't give us this prayer Although I do kind of like just rehearsing it sometimes. I think it's just fun to just like say it. 
However, I don't think that he gave us this prayer so that every night we could go to bed and just say this prayer real quick and then go to sleep, right? I mean, if it's truly in your heart and you're called to like, the spirit is inside of you wanting to release faith through saying the Lord's prayer, great, say it, no problem. But it's not to take the place of what's on our heart and the words we we would like to express. The Lord was just telling us, you don't have to go on for 30 minutes. Jesus probably said this and it took 30 seconds. And he was saying, this is how you pray. This is how simple and short it can be. You can just ask God today, give me my daily bread, right? You don't need to find a way to spend 10 minutes saying, Lord, give me today my daily bread. If there's anything I can communicate to you kids about reading the New Testament and understanding your life in Christ, it is that every sin has been paid for. So when you read something that challenges you to think, am I forgiven of that sin or not? Let's go into it. Let's dig into the scriptures. Let's find out more about it. But if if you're not going to extend the effort to do that, then you should fall back into the big T truth that you have accepted, which is that Christ is enough. Christ is enough, right? And that's a big enough T truth to me that there's, I'm not going to read something that's going to take me off that. I say, well, those are the words of Christ. Those are the words of Christ that was actually in the Old Testament in a sense because the New Testament didn't come into effect until Jesus had died. Right? It's the same thing as him, his, him telling us we have to be as perfect as God. Right? Well, when you're as perfect as God, then you don't have a problem with verse 15 of Matthew chapter 6. But we're not going to be as perfect as God. And you know what? When we owe somebody, when somebody apologizes, we owe them forgiveness. Um, we're not going to be perfect at that either. Right? We're not going to be able to perfectly forgive the way God forgave us. Think of how many times that I've hurt God in my life. And he doesn't look at me as if like, I can't trust you. You've hurt me. And you've hurt me in such a way, my relationship, there's a part of it that will never recover. The Lord doesn't look at me that way. Can we honestly say to everybody in our lives who's hurt us even a little bit that we have forgiven them to the extent that we hold nothing about what's happened to us through them against them in the same way the Father does? That's a challenge. See, that's a challenge. Well, we kind of got into it tonight, but we'll get into it more tomorrow and I'll go over this again. So we will finish off tonight at the end of the Lord's Prayer. I love you, kids. I love you, too, too. You guys are good kids. Thank you.